Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Singer, and today I have the great pleasure of having Victoria with me. Victoria is 45 years old and is from Tennessee in the United States of America. So welcome to the show, Victoria. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, for the most part. Yeah, that's um, great. You know, um... I think it takes a lot of guts to appear on camera to talk about this illness. So props to you. Um, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's just great, really. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm totally, um, you know, uh, happy to, to speak to with you today. So Victoria, what I want to ask you, the first question could you um, give us a brief background of your um, your mental health difficulties? If we go back to the beginning, what were your first symptoms, um, and how it how it changed into schizophrenia? You know, did how your psychosis began? You know, if you like to talk about that, that would be fantastic. Um. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that I had a birth defect, that um, only one nostril was open and they couldn't do surgery until I was about three to try to fix that. Um, I have memories that I didn't really have until I started getting more stable on medication in my 30s um, of just different things throughout my childhood. Um, like when I was really little, uh, um, would have reoccurring dreams of uh, like a figure chasing me, um, dark shadows, um, just things that One would put off as into uh, daydreaming, so to speak. Um, I believe my toys were real and I would see them real and move around and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then trauma, trauma throughout throughout, you know, the, um, you know, kids will be kids, and, uh, my sisters and one of my cousins actually hung a stuffed animals, and really? that really, yeah, and they were my real friends and everything, and so then they were dead, and, uh, There's just, you know, I would have, like, things that I would let, later 
have words for that I didn't have words for then. Like, um, feel like I went flying with like some spirit or something uh, with me. Um, what really happened for my experience with doctors is that um, I, I did well hiding that I was, you know, strange or mentally disturbed. You know, I thought I was just a monster and if anybody really knew me, they, you know, throw me away, lock the door and, you know, never, never turn back. But, um, I was, uh, 17. I'd, mm, I had good, my, my parents were very good, um, to me and my sisters. Um, we, um, had everything we need, wanted, whatever. Um, But there was a lot of bullying from one of my sisters, um, and a lot of bully um, from on the bus I would ride every day. A lot of stress. The stress when I'm in when I'm in stress, repeated stress, that fight or flight, you know, adrenaline, whatever, just. puts me into that supersonic um, kind of, I call it um, more of like a over-sensory overload. I'm not making any sense right now because I'm so nervous <laughs> and it's hard to organize your thoughts sometimes. I, mean, I, I know you got uh, diagnosed with depression at 18. Um, yeah. Um, at, at 17, um, had the stress of my grandmother um, passing away. And both my sisters, stress of them being in weddings. And it was, I was flucking out of the 12th grade. And I was just running around with the wrong crowd then and just, I was still working in school and everything. And it was just so much. Um, I just had to get some help and the doctor just diagnosed me as depressed. Um, I really had not had that much symptoms. It comes and goes, you know, uh, with me. I had the diagnosis finally of bipolar one at about age 22. Um, and that kind of explained a lot of things because I would have the up for days, sleep for days kind of routine thing going on the rapid um thoughts um i didn't know if i had voices or whether they were just me 
plain tapes over my head. I knew they, you know, I've always... You kind of don't want anything to be wrong with you. It's like there's two sides of the coin. You, you want to be well, and your mind plays with trying to tell you that you're well, and that you're not really, you know, mentally ill, and then you have the other side that tells you, yes, you are, follow everything you're supposed to do, and do it. And uh, it's, it's tricky. You have to, you know, I do a lot of, you know, I've, I was really lucky um, after, at 19, I met my um, ex-husband, and um, we were together 13 years, married for 11, had two um, sons, um, a stepdaughter and two nieces. Um, I, I've had very high productive times in my life. And then I've had times where I couldn't even look at a clock and read it. Um, it's so difficult to pinpoint exactly what's going on until you start getting to like support groups and diving in research and finding out about your illness and learning it's no different than having diabetes or heart disease or anything else that has to be treated and that it's okay not to be okay and so um i've gone through you know thinking well maybe it's not schizophrenia maybe it's adrenal um overload or you know um maybe it and try to be off medication which sent me into a very mess and i was homeless and um at the time, family still thought it was my choices and, you know, um, didn't understand the mental illness. I didn't understand the mental illness. Um, you know, going on to, uh, getting to a point where it, you know, uh, there was always chaos. You know, I didn't know if I had schizophrenia or just the bipolar or what kind of, you know, I've, there's different periods of my life that have had different, you know, um, outcomes. You know, well, yeah, and different, know. and different, you know, could fall into different categories of what they call a mental things. Yeah. You know, there's, there's been I mean, times of my life, you know, but um, the schizophrenia um, started getting the worst where I was just detaching and, um, from people. You know, I was friendly with everyone, but I wasn't very close to anyone. 
um, in my teenage years, um, preteen, a lot of binging and purging, constant bullying from family and um, peers. Um, it just started, you know, suicidal thoughts and um, just. Just an overwhelming, you know, um, emotional. I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's great that you have kids. Huh? I just going to say, I think it's great that you have kids, you know? I mean, that's a, that must be a real blessing for you. Oh, yes. Um... My oldest just got married um, in November of last year. Um, when the boys were nine and eleven, um, my biggest mental problem came about that um, I thought my husband had tried to poison me, and. Um, it was some emotional abuse and um, some other types of abuse and ended up going to a domestic um, violence um, shelter and uh, just, um, it's, I had let them go with family to be kids for the summer. Um, me and my sister there was always an antagonistic thing with my um with one of my sisters you know um my husband would always say you know uh, if you if you leave me i'll fight you for the kids uh your parents will fight me and then becky will end up with the kids you know, and that was like my worst fear because me and her had so much teaching and couldn't get on the same page. She is an amazing, wonderful, caring being. We just didn't see eye to eye on the way we carried out things. And um, it just escalated to a point where I had a suicide attempt. I had um, taken all the pills. I was on so many medications then and took a ton of acetaminophen too and walked up to the woods um, from my parents' house and um, went to lay down and I know it was an act of God that uh, he walked me back up and I walked back out of the was about the time she was arriving with um with rescue. Um and uh spent the night um fighting for uh doing the charcoal uh, to get everything out of my system. Um I'd had um like I said, um suicide thoughts from the time I was you know, five or six, um, really first, really had a plan and 
intent to do something at, really at 16. Um, I've had a couple of, I've took medication, um, my medications, and um, just happened to wake up the next day and go about my business like nothing was, nothing had happened because, you know, I couldn't even do that right. You know, you know, Victoria, I think with you, you just power through life. You had your family, you had your kids, and then, you know, it's going to happen that you have these sorts of crashes and dramas. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, it's like the mental illness is there in the background and it's making things 10 times worse. But you're, you know, you're busy with life, I think, you know, I mean... That's the impression I get with you, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been through thyroid cancer. I've been through, you know, um, part of the the worst of the voices and the auditory stuff was um, when I was 20 to 23, um, I had had miscarriage. Before I had my son, I was pregnant with my first son when I was 21. And I would always hear a baby cry all the time when there wasn't a baby crying. And I never told anybody about it till years after. And, um, I, you know, he would be there and I would be looking at him. And I mean, he'd just be having the, the cutest little thing, you know. Um, and just be completely okay. You know, my, my children have been my saving grace. You know, um, I've also been diagnosed with narcolepsy, but, um, some, I just went to the sleep doctor again because, you know, everything is such a, I wouldn't say it's a balancing, um, it's more of a, ways and measures kind of thing um you know we i go up with the weight to get get on the mental and then had to focus on the physical and losing weight and um sometimes that comes up with going back on a different medication that doesn't treat all the schizophrenia right now i'm on clozapine again it works the best for me you know it's the only fda approved for schizophrenia that I, I believe um, and I know of and it requires the blood test every week for the first six months and I only have one vein that has you know seen me through the cancer and the birth defects and the you know two emergency cesareans and blah 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 you know through life and donating blood at times and everything and it's just, <sighs> so hard to, um, keep doing the blood work. That's why I gave up last time I was on it. I was on it. I was on a plant-based product called Plexus and on top of that. And I was on the, you know, I was able to attend church directly without any religiosity because I have a whole lot of that. Um, you know, I would see visions. I would see the pages, words on the pages, rearrange, reading the Bible, 
you know, all the time. Um, you know, I've helped, you know, patients being given to humanity for a while longer, three times, <laughs> you know, can't save the world three times, you know, for being on a God trip. Um, you know, I kept putting off um, going back on the medications after I left my ex-husband because I wanted to see if it was just the chaos and everything. And after a while, it was so severe hallucinations, auditory, um, visual, that... Um, I was just walking in the streets and, you know, there was no bringing me back down to reality. Um, I was on a reality show with God, you know, and supposedly the mayor had cameras everywhere recording everything. And, um, you know, it was just some of the best time of my life because I was so close to God. I had, um, I'll never forget, I had finally decided to stop being a bag lady and I threw away all my, you know, gave away and threw away all my belongings I had been, you know, carrying around, walking around. And I just, um, my last thing was my bank card. And, um, I put it in the, um, and I had two gift cards that I had gotten to give to my nieces. But um, I ended up putting them in the uh, mailbox of a church. And, um, you know, I was giving everything to God, and I was so close to God, and everything seemed so at peace and the first contentment I'd ever had in my life, really. So, you know, you know Victoria, I, I was just going to say that um, schizophrenic delusions are sometimes terrifying, but they can also be like what you experience. You can experience elation and euphoria. Um, and sometimes... I can relate to what you're talking about in a spiritual sense as well. You know, I think that is, that's a part of it. Um, a lot of people with schizophrenia go through a spiritual crisis or feel closer to God, um, you know, because it is such a tough journey. And, um, and I think it's just part of it, you know, the spiritual side, you know, and, and I think, um, you know that's just fantastic. You know, I was I was gonna say something else. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I can't I can't remember now. But anyway, just carry carry on with what you're saying. Well, um, knowing that I um, I ended up so I've been to the hospital so many times and. You know, there was no help for me left. You know, pretty much saw everything. And, um, anyways, it just, you know, it, divine act that I've gotten the right help that I have. It's been a journey. 
you know, it took a lot of just keep pushing the research. The um, bipolar survival guide helped me so much. Um, just raising the bar a little bit more and more has helped so much. You know, I still have that withdrawal to myself because that's just how I have to do it at times. It, I get that sensory overload. I mean, it's just like I'm picking up too much and I start, things start interacting with me and, you know, everything means something when not yeah, everything Victoria, means something. I just want to say that, um, like what you're describing there to me is psychosis. And I believe that psychosis is a localized event. What I mean by that is it's not just your your yourself, it's also your local environment is in tune with you. And that's why we experience so many synchronicities, um, so many things that the reality seems to be strange. It's because psychosis, I believe, is a local event. You know, so that makes total sense. You know, because at the end of the day, we're all made of the same matter, aren't we? Um, and we're all connected by spirit. So it does make sense, you know, when you think about it. I mean, so many people say that they go through, like a, like what you're talking about, a sensory overload, and everything is connected in, in the local environment. That just makes me believe that this is the case, you know? From... My experience, those that I've talked to that I know from mental health support groups and just friends and everything that have, you know, schizophrenia too, that it is, um, you know, a lot of people have tunnel vision. They just see themselves and what's in front of them and everything. And I've noticed that a lot of the schizophrenia, we, our view is like, majorly out there you know we're over hot and sensitive um i guess that's where i've worked through a lot of the paranoia because i know i'm not that special and i know nobody's really paying that much attention to me and i know that's just you know i've i've done so much cognitive work and trauma work and recovery work and um just being on the clozapine that works right now. I've been on it again for six months. What I was saying is, you know, I had to quit taking it last time because of the blood work um, not being feasible. Yeah. It's so hard to get to. I couldn't keep it up, so I had to get on something else. But I've had, um, you know, it's just it's what works. And Topamax, clozapine, and plexus which is probiotics and prebiotics and um worth the best for me because i'm learning with a lot of the new information with um you know so much of our brain is fed through the gut and the neurotransmitters and everything you know um also, a lot of the symptoms, I believe, of schizophrenia may not just be schizophrenia. I mean, they um, some of the symptoms um, 
are the same things for, you know, like autoimmune diseases. You know, um, you can look at, there's like a correlation and everything in, in between with even Alzheimer's and stuff. And, um, I'm sorry, I, I try not to. Uh, Victoria, I think, I think we, we've probably got to take a wrap now. Um, I think we're just about run out of time. But you know, you've made some you know some great points. I think you've got a you've you've got a, a, a lovely life with your family, and you've gone through a hell of a lot um, with the with the mental illness. You know, sort of fight is that ongoing battle, um, and it just just shows you what a tough battle it is. And I just want want you to keep fighting um, and just keep going because you know you're an inspiration. Um, and I think you're doing really well, and I'm just so 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 grateful that you're you told your story today. You know, it was a real pleasure. Well, I'm glad I finally got to. I'm sorry it took so long to finally get with it's you. Ab it's absolutely fine. Okay, Victoria, what I want to ask you is, that what type of music do you like? I always add some music on the on the episode. Um, that you know, any any particular type that you like. Um, um, well, um, in Tennessee from the South, you know, you had, uh, 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 grew up with a lot of country. Um, there's a, um, uh, Tim McGraw song, Humble and Kind is one of my favorites. I've been okay, cool. listening to a lot. Like, I'll see what I can do. So I just want to, you know, to say thank you again, Victoria. Um... You know, you're on clothes of pain, you're, you're, you're strong, you're doing well. And, you, uh, you know, just keep, keep at it. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Very much.